Welcome to your 30s. You're going to love it. Welcome, everybody, to Live <laughs> at 30, Episode 6. Today, not only do I have my best friend with me, but I also have one of the smartest 30-year-olds that I know, a true inspiration. I would like to welcome Megan to this channel. Hello. Hi. How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Thank you. I know that we were trying to set this up for a while and we are finally here and I'm very, very excited. I'm excited too. I'm very excited. Well, let me tell you a few things about my best friend. She is 33 <laughs> years old. I'm totally going to, I'm, I'm like bragging about you on this episode. Oh gosh. Just so you know. okay. okay. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> she is 33 years old. She moved to Colorado at the age of 30, married the love of her life at the age of 31. And this summer, she is starting nursing school. How are you feeling? Yeah. I feel like a lot of things have happened in your 30s. A lot, a lot has happened in my 30s. That is for sure. Uh, mixed emotions, all great. <laughs> but I would be remiss if I didn't include the anxiety and the nervousness about doing something totally different. Well, somewhat different, I guess, not totally, but uh, yeah, overall, I mean, it feels pretty amazing. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me about your experience, about how your life so far has been in your 30s. I mean, you're three years into it. You're yeah. somewhat like, you know, like fresh in your 30s, yeah. starting to get like <laughs> your feet fresh. wet. But I feel like in this three years, a lot has happened. A lot of growth it has. has happened. It has. Yeah. So much growth. Uh, life in my 30s overall has been better than I ever could have imagined it being, especially uh -huh. when I look back on my life in my 20s. God. Uh, yeah, it was wild. Um, I have to say, though, there are definitely some aspects of my 30s that are a lot harder than my 20s in the respect that I have a lot more self-awareness. Okay. So doing the work on myself to address any little things within myself that I want to improve upon, uh, mostly on a, an emotional kind of mental health level. Mm -hmm. uh, in that regards, it's harder because in my 20s, I didn't give a shit <laughs> about anything. So I was just kind of reacting to the world around me. Um, so now taking responsibility and accountability uh, on a soul level for myself, uh, it can be hard sometimes. You know, the work can be a little gritty, but overall it's for a good cause and my life and myself, I think have improved more than I ever could have thought. So it's worth it for sure. But in that respect, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, I love, okay. One of the things that I love about our friendship is that you have always made me think outside the box. I love how you um, play with words. And then it, it, for me, you have always had this way where like you speak directly to me. <laughs> And I feel yeah. like that is such a like unique quality to have because mm -hmm. of how you just said, taking responsibility, right? And mm -hmm. putting in the work and taking responsibility for the things that, yes, we can blame so many things in our past 
you know, mm-hmm. we can blame it on our parents. We can blame it on the situation. We can blame it on our youth. But yeah. like there, there, there comes a time where you have to take that responsibility, mm-hmm. put in the work. And it is very, very uncomfortable sometimes, very hard. And mm-hmm. I think that what I can gather in doing this interviews is that everyone in their 20s was like out of sight, out of mind. I'm not dealing with this right now. And then come to your thirties, then that's whenever you're like, okay, let's get ready. There's a lot of growth that needs to happen. There's a lot of healing. There's a lot of soul searching. So I love how you put that into words. And I love how you always like manage to like, um, just, just make everyone that you're speaking to understand in like a different level. That is, I have to say, that is one of my favorite things about our friendship, honestly. My hidden talent. Yes, it talent. is. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's important to, to address that because you're totally right. I mean, we all have had our own traumas and family issues and whatever, medical issues, all the things, you know, but at the end of the day, no matter what the source of any kind of hurt or misalignment. Uh, it's still our responsibility to, you know, deal with it and figure out how how we want to take it forward and integrate uh, into a lesson learned, really, uh, and grow from it. So, yeah, it's, it's super important, but it's, I think it's definitely the work of the 30s. Uh, I kind of started a little bit early, you know, after, after I got sick and all that um, in my 20s, but I feel like the culmination of the gritty work has really blossomed in my thirties for sure. Well, talk to me a little bit. Let's, let's kind of like come back to this a little bit. Talk to me of a little bit of the changes that have happened in your thirties. So you moved from Texas to Colorado. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the reasoning behind that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I have lived here before, um, and I loved it. I fell in love with it. I didn't live in the area that I'm at now, but I always knew that I wanted to come back, even for a little bit. I brought my husband up here. We went on a vacation shortly after we started dating, and he fell in love with it. He'd never seen the snow before. Um, And really, we were kind of, we've reached this point in our lives where we were wanting to chase after something more meaningful for us and really do something that focused on what mattered for our oh gosh here she comes (laughs) for our ideals (laughs) um so we decided to sell all of our stuff we moved into a camper and we were originally planning on traveling around so Colorado was going to be our first destination uh, then COVID hit, and we all know how that happened. So yeah. things changed up a bit. And I decided to go back to school finally. Um, but the the main reason was we were really wanting to do something that felt more meaningful to us. And that was really chasing experiences over any kind of material possessions. You know, most people kind of when they are in a serious relationship or they get married, they kind of do the whole, let's buy a house and have babies and all of that, which is great. You know, we definitely want to have babies. We definitely want to have our own spot, but 
uh, for us, we really wanted to see the world, you know, share, share those experiences together and, and our dogs, <laughs> let our dogs have a really awesome life. And yeah. I did have, I can't even remember if you knew about this, but there was, we had, all, we were already in the process, but it was something that kind of solidified it even more for us is that I had a, some abnormal test results come back. And so we were kind of worried that I was getting sick again. So we were like, no, this is definitely what we need to do. Like, no matter what happens, we just need to go and chase these experiences and experience the world in a way that really made us feel, it puts things into perspective. You know, it makes yeah. you feel so tiny in the best way. Yeah. You know, when you are surrounding yourself with experiences that really connect you back to your soul purpose and and change you, you know, that was what was important for us. Yeah. And okay. So you're married now. How is married life? It's awesome. I mean, yeah. I really, it's super amazing. Um, again, I don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, every day is the most amazing day in the world, like ever and all this, because it's just not true. You know, we're humans. We each kind of have, we bring our own experiences, our own scope, our own lens of the world and in each other. So really learning to speak each other's language has been the most challenging and amazing thing because you really have to make space and have grace for each other and remember that you're a team um, on the, on the bad days and then yeah. really be present and grateful for the good days. So, but overall it's been really amazing. And you guys have been together since you were, I want to say six years is my understanding. Like we'll six, be, like yeah. six, like non almost six years. years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll be six years. Uh, gosh, and sorry. I don't know where this year has gone, Yeah, <laughs> uh, but at the end of this year, it'll be six years. Yeah. Two, okay. Two so, years married. so you, would you say in this three years that you have like been in your thirties and there's been mm -hmm. a lot of a growth versus like the three years that you were still in your twenties, would you say that you have seen a drastic positive change in your relationship oh, as yeah. you got older? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. I think things are a lot easier for us because we have put the work in to really understand each other and now when we do have friction or we do have days that are off or we're just kind of you know not totally on the same page we have really learned how to work together even when we're like oh you're annoying and I don't I don't want you to breathe near me right now yeah. <laughs> you know we, we understand each other on a on a soul level where before in the first three years uh, we were really just learning. We were learning each other and trying to navigate those new uh, relationship things. And Alex and I actually have been friends for a really long time before we got together. So making the switch from being friends to being together in a romantic relationship was interesting as well. So we definitely had some bumps in the road, but uh, it's been worth it. And now things are definitely a lot easier than they were in those first three years. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the fact that like you have put in the work on yourself, right? Working on, on really like finding who you are, like really connecting to yourself, to your soul on a deeper level. I can only imagine that that only kind of, you know, spills over your relationship in like the best mm -hmm. part in the best way. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because 
I think that is, in my opinion, one of the things that trips a lot of people up is when they are so busy um, noticing the things that are going wrong or noticing the, the friction um, as in, oh, I'm with this person and they are doing this thing that is irritating me or whatever, you know, looking at it from that perspective instead of taking the chance to look inward and figure out why am I being so irritated or triggered by this behavior or what does this really mean um, when you have that deeper knowledge of yourself and you're aware of the things that um good and bad within yourself that uh that really that really helps because you can say okay we're having some friction or we're having an issue and this is really you know bothering me on in a way that you know maybe your partner doesn't understand but when you know about it you know what it is you can say hey look this is this is bumping up against this boundary or you know this is really triggering this kind of memory for me and i know that that's something from the past but right now it's making my nervous system feel like it's in the in the present yeah. and, and stuff like that so you can kind of navigate those things and and it also teaches your partner how to love you and and how to know you in a better way um you know not putting all the work on them to kind of figure out your subtle cues and <laughs> read your mind you know yep and you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i have such an art admiration for you just overall you and i have like known each other for it feels like forever but i think yeah. it's about like 16 years 15 16 around there a long time yes. a long time <laughs> yes <laughs> and you and i have seen each other grow um, we have seen each other go through all kinds of stuff and i think you can agree that like right now for me personally it's like the best that i've been in my whole life ever ever, ever. right <laughs> ever yeah. for sure yeah so i have such an admiration for you for you going through everything good and bad you know with me by my side but then on mm -hmm. top of it i have such an admiration for like watching you how you've grown and now you're going to nursing school like yeah like you're just like i feel like you're like setting the bar like higher and higher and higher mm -hmm. and to me like that's inspiring honestly oh, thank you yeah i mean yeah. talk to me about like how did you feel you're in nursing school talk to me about like taking that step to to make the decision to go into nursing and mm -hmm. actually like sticking with it i know that you know like it's a it's long hours you study a lot and then a lot of the times i don't hear from you for a while yeah it's, yeah. it's definitely a huge sacrifice for sure to go into any medical profession really um you know i was a vet tech for over a decade so i already kind of knew the medical aspect in a lot of ways uh and i just love medicine in general i i'm a science medicine you know the human body itself is extremely fascinating to me how extremely tough and resilient but also incredibly fragile we are as human beings it's also kind of my way of exploring that which most people don't know or most people don't understand you know how i am you know the whole human experience right yeah <laughs> so yeah this is just the part that i find the most interesting but um making the switch was a huge decision i had been struggling with what i wanted to do in human medicine i knew for a while that i wanted to leave veterinary medicine and go into human medicine i was just ready 
for something new and I didn't want to start teaching or doing anything like that uh, in veterinary medicine. I wanted a different challenge. So obviously, um, I also know what it feels like to be a patient after being sick for so long and really seeing the impact that nurses can make on your life. Um, I've had bad nurses and I've had amazing nurses and the amazing nurse. I still actually talk to a few of my nurses that took care of me when I was sick. And listen, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a minute to say that they are probably like, so proud of you. Yeah. Um, Yes. From when they met you to Mm -hmm. what you're going into right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have had a few messages from them and they're just like, I can't believe it. It's incredible you're actually doing it like you said you're gonna do it and how now here you are it's starting it's happening and it still doesn't feel real although today I did get some uniforms and some more books and it's starting to feel a lot more real than it has but um the whole experience has just been really really crazy it's been hard because you know like I said it is a sacrifice I have to miss out with time with friends and family and stuff like that. Uh, But I'm really dedicated to it because it's very important to me, not only to give back to the healthcare system, but to help change it in the ways that I can. At least uh, I'm not naive enough to think that I'm going to change the entire phase of medicine or anything, but I do know how important and what a difference it can make when you are just yourself and you hold your vision uh, unwaveringly and it really does make an impact. So that's, that's kind of my, my big goal is to help not only help heal people and comfort people, but to do my part, to bring my experience uh, and, and change what I can for sure. And you know what? I actually have, um, I had a small like experience. I have never really had like a primary physician that I like felt like they cared about mm-hmm. my health about our connection, because this is someone that like, one, you get to know on a personal level too, they are, you know, essentially like, like treating you, right? Like, (laughs) in all kinds of ways, not just one way. Very intimate connection. Exactly, exactly. And so I have only had one doctor that I felt like I had that connection with. And Mm. I can imagine like you, the type of person that you are and how committed you are to this, like how you're going to make people feel when you interact with them. And I honestly feel that every single person that you interact with, it's going to be how I felt with that one doctor. So I I know that for a fact, honestly. The hope, honestly, that's the hope because it it is, it's, it's scary, especially when you consider it from the uh, minority perspective, when you consider it from the LGBTQ perspective. Um, you know, we are often underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed. I was misdiagnosed myself for several months, um, not understood. And, and there is a very big thing within our cultures um, of not seeking healthcare and not feeling comfortable and not yep. doing things that are kind of basic necessity healthcare needs because staff isn't approachable or understanding, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of nuance in that, but uh, we need more representation. We need more people to understand. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's part of what I want to do because no, nobody should have to deal with those kinds of things when they're considering their health. It's, it's healthcare is a right, it's a human right. We all deserve it. We all deserve competent care. <laughs> um, Absolutely. You know, so, so yeah, it's really important. And I hope that that's 
that's what I do. <laughs> and I mean, you are seeing people sometimes not at their best, right? Like they're yeah. going to the doctor, they have issues and, you know, you're not seeing them at their best. And so you are someone that they can essentially turn their day around their, their time around. And the, the reason why I say their time, they're having a hard time at that moment. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of like turn that around and then giving someone hope, I think not just hope for like that it'll get better, right? If you're going through mm -hmm. a condition or something, but just hope that there are people like you who generally like care. I think mm -hmm. that that makes all the difference, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, what else do you want to accomplish in your thirties? Is there more? Oh, oh yeah. So many oh, things. Always more. There's always more. <laughs> the bar is always going to get set higher. That's, that's just, that's a promise I made to myself for sure. But, um, lots of things, you know, I want to obviously get through nursing school, finish my bachelor's, um, start my doctorate program hopefully we'll see we'll see how things go have babies want to have some babies uh and travel more really just experience experience life make more uh genuine connections with people that are um understanding on a soul level you know really cultivate that's really important to me i don't i don't want a ton of friends but i want friends that are of the right quality <laughs> friends yep. that get me uh friends that i can get you know mutual um genuine connections and just make some really amazing memories and have have some great experiences really uh that's really what it's all about just keep growing as a person you know just hitting those achievements <laughs> one at a time absolutely so let me ask you what mm -hmm. are like the main differences you would say from when you were younger <laughs> God. Now, I mean, there's it's oh. like night and day, and I get that, like right? Day. I get that. But like, what are I, like somewhat like the main differences? I think um, the self awareness is a good blanket one because with that self awareness, a lot of other things have changed for me. Mm -hmm. uh, my empathy for other people, I was very um, in my twenties, <laughs> kind of closed off in a lot of ways to a lot of different people. You don't totally know that because you've always you and I've always had a special connection, but uh, I've not always been the easiest person to get to know um, or the easiest person to be friends with. I can kind of have a lot of keep everybody at an arm's length and all of that kind of stuff. And just a lot of things I, I was kind of letting my life be driven by my different traumas and my pain and things like that. And, uh, you know, while I recognize my pain for what it was, I've kind of processed so much of these things that were in the forefront of my life without me even realizing that that's, that's what it was. Um, and it changes everything. So having the ability to open up to people, um, give love and receive love, that's a huge one because it was not always easy for me to receive love and care from other people. Um, just so much has changed. I really do feel like it's, it's completely night and day um and my willingness to to learn and grow and to connect really <laughs> are all huge differences yeah i mean i've always said it i wanted to bring attention to people who are in their 30s um there is so much growth that happens in this decade i mm -hmm. it's ridiculous and a lot of the times i still feel that you know it's really hard to deal with those changes um, especially because 
for me, and you know this, right? I have come such a long way and having to deal with so many things that were wrong for such a long time. And mm. you're not, I don't want to say that you're packing them into a decade because you're never going to stop like growing and learning. But at the same time, I feel like for some reason right now in the thirties is when everything just kind of like unleashes right and it's just like yeah and then you're like left with so many things that you have to sort out Mm -hmm. and it 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 can get a little bit like overwhelming and I'm I'm really hoping that by the time that I get to 40 um someone told me that there's a point in your 30s that like it's just it's kind of like a switch right like you just like stop caring about certain things things that don't Mm -hmm. matter and you start focusing on like bigger and better things right yeah Um, I'm kind of hoping I'm 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 hoping that it happens sooner rather than later because I'm like about to be 37 and I'm like where's the click where's the switch what's (laughs) happening where's the switch that they promised me um right so I'm hoping that by the time I get there I have already like sorted out the majority of my you know just my backlog of things that I needed to work on um Mm -hmm. so then that way I can like go into my 40s just more like wholesome more confident in myself just more of everything right yeah the most authentic and aligned version of yourself really yeah yes yes I don't know why I have said this many times I have always felt like I started living at 30 um Mm -hmm. that's whenever you are more self-aware that's whenever Mm -hmm. you like really care about certain things that's whenever you start paying attention to what you really want and so Mm -hmm. at least that's what happened for me And so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm still, I'm still working through a lot of stuff, but I'm hoping by the time that I get to forties, like 90% of it is like done and sorted out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have faith. I think you're going to get there for sure. I mean, you've changed so much in your thirties, especially, um, and yours is quite the stark contrast from your twenties, I would have to say. (laughs) And I feel, I feel really great because I was able to see you through (laughs) see who you were through all these different versions um of yourself you know and all these things that you'd gone through and it's really beautiful to see how far you've come already so I don't have any doubts that that you're gonna get there for sure I'm just glad that this is not life at 20 so I don't have to like sit here (laughs) and say all of the things I did in my 20s because Please no. Not the best. Not the best. I was not in my best behavior back then. That was not my best work as a not human. My <laughs> not my best. But I just want to thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to talk to me about how your 30s have been so far. Um, I mean, you know, I'm only three years older than you. But, you know, you still have a a long way to go to ending your 30s. And I know for a fact that you're going to do so many amazing, wonderful things. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Any any advice? Any advice for anyone Uh, coming into the 30s? uh, Keep that self-awareness, but also connect with your inner child. 
let yourself play, let yourself have fun because the world is tough out there already, as we all know. Um, and the rest, the rest will come. But if you find things that find your joy uh, and your passion in life, the rest will fall into place. And I love that you said that, you know, like maintain your inner child because, yeah. you know, I feel that as we get older, on top of like responsibilities, but as we change and everything, we really do forget that mm -hmm. part of ourselves, right? Like we stop having fun. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm sure everybody has come across an older person who is grouchy. And yeah. so, and so I think it's important that going into your 30s, into your 40s and on, I feel that it's very, very important um, to like, remind yourself that you get this one life, right? Mm -hmm. And gosh, don't like waste it on being grouchy. Don't like waste it on just being mad at the world for whatever Absolutely. reason, right? Like be like, just have fun, like continue to yeah. have fun, no matter how old you are. Yeah, it's, it's an yeah. intentional thing. I think, especially as you get older, you have to yeah. be very conscious and intentional with it. It doesn't come as easily uh, because there's so much more we're responsible for. We have so much more on our mind, uh, yeah. both individually within ourselves and cultivating all the connections, whether it's uh, spouse, a partner, kids, friendships are tough in your 30s too. You know, you're finding out who your real friends are and, and allowing yourself to let go of connections that that have just run their course. Um, so I think it is, a, it's intentional. You have to find that joy. You have to let yourself experience life, be present and laugh and make a fool of yourself sometimes. Just have yeah. fun because that's really the best way to live. Because I feel like the rest, the rest of the stuff, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. But if you lose that, that like inner flame, that light, that playful child that has fun for no reason, just for the sake of having fun, uh, that's when life gets really hard. Yeah. And I think that we should normalize growth and fun, like hand in hand, like we should completely yeah. like, they should like normalize it and it should always go hand in hand. Absolutely. I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you again. This has thank been you. episode six, Life at 30. That my best friend, she a real bad, got her own money. She don't need no, gonna dance